You're about to enter the world of Michael Zavala. Now's your chance to turn back. Get in the back cave, Michael. Okay. Don't do Red Bull. Do uh, Coca-Cola or something. I'm just amazed at what you think about. This is MZ Now. guys are in the presence of greatness because the DOC is here. Uh, it's been a long time. I've always wanted to meet him. He's uh, rap royalty, I guess I would say. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much he's for coming the, out. He's like, I am? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you grew up in Oak Cliff area, right? I was born and raised in, uh, well, West Dallas and then Oak Cliff. You know, sort of both of those spaces. Yeah. Eric grew up in Oak Cliff, yeah. so he's he would probably yeah, Davis and Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Right there. I'm a uh, Keys Pope. Keys Pope. Okay. Keys Pope. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying before we started, it's rare that everyone in the studio is from Dallas for once. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we had somebody hidden here a couple weeks ago that was from Sweden. Wow. So, That's yeah. dope. <laughs> so now uh, someone told me this years ago, and I didn't know if this was true or not. DOC does it stand for Dallas Oak Cliff? Uh, or is that can. just that's an urban <laughs> whatever you want it to be? Yeah, you know, drug of choice. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Somebody told me that. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true or not. I'll ask them. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, it it, uh, it came about when when I first went up there to the uh, start doing music with those guys out there. Yeah, they had uh, the the their name was an acronym, and so. Right. I just made mine an acronym, sort of just to sort of connect it to. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I apologize. We didn't have coconut water. You specifically asked for coconut water. I went to multiple stores. I feel like at one point, like every store, there was a plethora of, of coconut water at some point, and now it's hard to find. I went yeah. to like three gas stations. Because I find- want it. Yeah. You know, they're trying to hold it <laughs> Exactly. Although, we've been trying to get here for years, and the one time you get here, they, nobody's got coconut water. I went all over town. You should have told me, man. I was at the gym. They have coconut water there? Yeah. So you have core water. That's, that's kind of like high dollar water, I guess. It was like a dollar fifty. So I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much for coming out. It's uh, it's an honor to have you here. Do you remember what age you were whenever you decided that you wanted to start rapping or, or just get into music in general? Yeah, uh, sixth, sixth grade. Sixth grade. I, I don't know what that's about 10, maybe 11. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And uh, they were, I was horrible at school by that time. First three years of school, I was pretty damn good. Yeah. You know, after the third grade. Must have got hard. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. No, I, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, I wasn't that good anymore. So by the time the sixth grade came around, I was not doing well in class. First, last uh, couple weeks of school, they, they, they're they throwing a talent show. Does anybody think they got a, a special talent? Yeah. It gets you out of class for two weeks. Yeah. I developed a special talent. There you go. <laughs> you know. Who was it that you listened to in those days that you were like, I kind of want to do that? Was there an artist that really inspired you? Well, there's a lot of them. Yeah, you know uh, the early the early days of of uh, hip hop for me was a uh, sort of uh, late junior high school going into high school. Yeah, you know Apache uh, and and the Message and 
and uh, all of those records start showing up. Yeah. And I, I thought I could do that. Yeah. You know, but it was, it was when Run DMC showed up and uh, the movie Crush Groove came out. Yeah. I, I, I think that's when it, it really kind of hit me. Like, I, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, I could do that. See, for me, like writing is incredibly difficult. It's hard for me to, I have all these thoughts in my head, but it's hard to put them on paper for you. Does that come naturally? Did you develop that in an early age? Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, like I said, I was pretty bad at school. Right. So by the time I got to high school, I developed a really ingenious way to skip school and my parent not know. Uh, so while I was skipping school, I made sure I learned a word every day. Right. Yeah. So that when I got home, I could throw that word on my old man. Yeah. And he'd be like, wow, man, my kid's really studious. Yeah. You know, and not knowing that I, I read that at the Burger King up the street. Or yeah. But what a great plan, though. That's And it really helped you in the long run. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of what Eminem, I heard, did when uh, he was going through like the thesaurus and, and dictionary to try to find words that nobody else was using. Yeah. kind of Which kind of puts you ahead of everybody else. That's you right. Know? That's right. You were part of a, a rap trio, right? I was part of a group called the Feel the Fresh Group. Here in Dallas. Yeah, here in Dallas. Christened by this guy named Dr. Rock, who was a really big radio uh, personality here. Yeah. In the mid to late 80s. And... uh he had connections with those guys in uh, Los Angeles and uh, invited those guys down to Dallas. And I, I had a chance to meet them. And Dre and I really kind of connected. Dre was part of that group? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the group was called NWA, I think. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I think I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> a little underground group. And uh, me and that guy really hit it off. Yeah. You know, and he was like, wow, bro, if you were in L.A., we'd be rich. Yeah. And I was like, I ain't going to. You know, L.A. Yeah. About six months later, my mother tried to send me to the Army. <laughs> L.A. didn't seem too bad after that. All of that. a sudden, L.A. got really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. And then, because uh, I'm curious about, like, how the music scene in Dallas was at the time, like the music area. Because when I was a teenager, it was Deep Ellum. Now, there's really not a music area anymore here. Uh, I mean, I guess there's still places in Deep Ellum that have live music and stuff. But was Deep Ellum even a thing back in, like, the It was uh, just 80s? starting to pop bubble and we did i did a couple of feel the fresh crew shows there yeah but i'm talking i'm a 16 year old 17 year old kid i don't know anything about a scene right i don't have any money so other than just going up there to rap i wouldn't ordinarily even be there yeah you know I mean? um, but dallas as a, a destination place i guess for lack of a better way of putting it for uh artists and and, and building and blowing up yeah that time hadn't showed up in Dallas, but it's it's actually here right now. Yeah. Like now, our time, like Houston had their time and L.A. had their time and Atlanta and New Orleans and so on and so forth. That moment is here in this city right now. You think about how many people have come out of Dallas just in the past few years. Yeah. Like Post Malone. Yeah. You know, um, Little Ronnie, yeah. Thoreau. All these guys are making getting national attention and national plays and it's just incredible to see that and I, it always puts a smile on my face when somebody represents Dallas you know what That's I mean right. and it doesn't forget where they come from like That's a lot of these right. guys still live here I, I ran into Darrow it was about a year ago uh, and I was in, ha hanging out with some friends at a studio down the street and Darrow walks in and we're all talking and he still lives here you yeah. know I'm sure he has a, a place in LA or whatever but uh, he still lives here and still hangs around and I think that's so cool because Dallas is what made you who you are you know essentially that's, you brought that to the table to the world stage well, I said Destination Station because most of our great art and artists mm -hmm. um, 
they come get them and take them. Yeah. You know, and right. so we never get a chance to develop. These people come here and they use these great musicians and they use these great writers yeah. and these great ideas and take them to L.A. or New York or Atlanta because that's where they think it is. But it's here now. So right. now it's time for us to make this place a destination station so they can come and deposit some of their shit here. Right. Instead of just taking our shit away from here. Yeah. How exciting. Can you imagine like the next NWA for the next 20 years, or so, a group that we either brought here or formed here in Dallas? Oh, yeah. That would be so amazing. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've been thinking about that for a few years. Yeah. You moved to LA. Yeah. And then what happens next? So you... Or are you an, a solo artist at this point, or you're still part of the group? Well, I was never really technically part of the group, which is why I added the periods. They made me, yeah, kind of made me feel like even though I'm putting all this work in, because you were writing a lot of this yeah, stuff too, yeah. You know, but when it's when it came time to take pictures and, shit, I always had to stand to the stuff. Could you just stand over here, doctor? Yeah. <laughs> you Will you know? take the picture? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, that, and it bothered me after a while. Yeah. So I thought I'd get the better of those guys. I'm gonna put periods in my too yeah so everybody would be like oh i get it yeah you know and uh do you use the same font too you should have used the same font no. that nwa font no no uh that was a great idea <laughs> we'll get our graphic designers on it for you we'll, we'll produce your logo i we wasn't love. thinking yeah. about that back then yeah. i just thought the peers was enough but by the time my records started showing up yeah i, I was really starting to bubble in a way they weren't yeah so i was kind of cool with the a slight distinction. You kind of brought in a, a unique style, and maybe it's because you grew up here in, the, yeah. in, in this area. And uh, in a way, I always like to think of you as someone who kind of my favorite style of rap is always the West Coast style, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like a lot of that is because of what you brought to the table. Because Dr. Dre, if I if someone asked me who's my favorite producer of all time, it would be Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the artists that he's that you guys have kind of put together and 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 uh, manifested over the years. That's what I grew up with, and that's what I. I was telling these guys earlier, if the West Coast never had their own, or the East Coast never had their own rappers and, you know, Biggie and all that stuff, as much as they contribute to hip hop, that didn't matter to me. I didn't even have to hear a song. Because West Coast is what, what I connected with. You hey, know what I mean? But I think that you're responsible for that. For the part of it. Yeah. No question about that. Yeah. You know, but, but at, at my core, I'm an old school East Coast MC. Yeah. You know, I'm, a, I'm the root. Because that was the first one that take off, right? Yeah. The East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got inspired by that, but then you had your little Southern flair that you that's brought right. to it, brought that to the West Coast and that's made a whole right. new thing. Hey, that's it. Because they were still rapping. When I got to the West Coast, they were still doing uh, uh, the Dream Team. Yeah. And it was still a lot of that techno pop mm-hmm. yeah. rap. Electro. Yeah. 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 Uh, but but yeah. Cube had just, there's a guy named Schooly D uh, who, who's really where that first time I heard that cadence. Yeah. Was with it was him, yeah, and then and then Ice T, and then Ice Cube did his interpretation of that cadence, and Easy made it the thing, you know what I mean? And so L.A. had to find that as their thing, yeah. But I but I brought you know wordplay, yeah, to that. One thing I'm curious is like you say you you wrote you did a lot of the writing of the songs. Mm-hmm. Now does the does the beat come first and yeah. then the lyrics? So well, you or or do you know you just kind of think of some thought and you're like, hey, you know what? I want to rap about that. I want to write because you know you come from the time when there was still the like the storytelling rap, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, you know you really don't see much of that anymore. Um, but so do you start with the beat or do you start with the message? Well, I I start both ways. Okay, all depending on who the song is for and what the intent is. 
Well, but uh, he mentioned Dre being the GOAT. Mm-hmm. You know, Dre is, I always tell Dre that he's, he's more of a producer in the sense that he's making a film yeah. right, more than a record because you can visualize the art inside his, yes. his production. Yeah. So it makes it easy to write the story based on what he's, right. what he's done, you know, and vice versa. He'll hear you and know what, what you're trying to do and match that, you know. Dre really is probably, and, and I'm maybe a little biased, but uh, the, the, it's probably the best producer I've ever seen in my life. I agree with that. I, um, as far as like the storytelling aspect of his music, right? Mm-hmm. I remember being, you know, maybe 10 years old. I wasn't allowed to listen to rap uh, when I was a little kid. So I had a Walkman. I would ride my bike and listen to rap. And one of the first albums I, I heard was, was Eminem's the Marshall Mathers EP or whatever? And, wow, that was uh, one of your first. That Eminem. was one of my first. Yeah, rapper. Uh, how old are you? Twenty one. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm uh, in my mid thirties. I say early thirties, but it's okay. now it's, it's now it's late thirties. But I don't want right. to give away the age because you know then uh, they may not hire me to be on TV anymore. We were on Judge Steve Harvey. Uh, a couple few weeks ago, oh, so, cool. yeah, <laughs> I know you're kind of starstruck with us, but uh, I had a shameless plug there. But uh, actually, the first song that actually got me into rap was uh, Rosa Parks, Outcast. That okay. was the first song that I was like, I like this, uh, and then I just started listening. To the, but the first album, I should say, that made me feel something, like truly made me feel what you know Eminem was was saying, even though these were made up stories some of the some of the time and whatever. This is kind of an alter ego character or whatever. It still made me feel something. I had no reason to be angry. I had a great life. A roof over my my uh, head. I had parents. I had family. You know, I had no reason to be angry, but that music made me angry. I felt this. <laughs> I felt Eminem's rage. I'm like, yeah, I'm mad too. Yeah. Why? I have no idea. Yeah. But that's because of Dre. I believe that's all because of Dre. Well, some of it is because of Dre. Yeah. But, but M is well, really, yeah, his uh, lyrics and stuff like that too. He's a, he's a unique talent. Yeah. You know, he's uh, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Without question, and uh, he's such a cool guy he's a real student and a fan of this art yeah you know and you can't ask for anything more than that you know i'm a little older than michael but i would have to say a lot a lot older whatever (laughs) five years put that on the record uh objection uh, hearsay (laughs) uh the first the first like rap album that where i i listened to beginning to end because i mean i i'm in the mtv era and now, like, my growing up, is like, we have one television. We were lucky to have cable, but I had a sister that was seven years older than me. So you get on MTV, and, you know, there, there'd be some rap on there, but it wasn't showcased, like, until probably uh, uh, The Chronic came out. Because, yeah. uh, you know, it was like, cool, I get to watch Debbie Gibson and Tiffany, whatever. But uh, first album, and, like, I actually did some research, and I, and I, I thought you worked on it, but, man, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. <laughs> great like start to finish and you know then i would because i'm, I'm kind of in the boat with michael i would have been 11 or 12 when doggy style came out so when i was like 10 or 11 that you know that's when dre hit it and it was like you know they called it gangster rap yeah so and i mean yeah there's there's elements to it and i mean a lot of rap or any music genre is gonna have you know some sort of theme to it and so like you know it was immediately like we dude they would do local news pieces on like hey this album's hitting don't listen to it or yeah. they, i think i think i think when that's exactly, Ryan, the, way, I, that's exactly the way to get him to stop it was, yeah. it was like hey t- tune in tonight at 10 o'clock because your children might be listening to this <laughs> yeah. and, and i think there was even one time in dallas like it was a big deal because ice t was coming here to do a show and he just had the song cop killer <clears throat> 
and like they're this is before he was a cop (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is so ironic every time uh, you know i catch svu and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) hilarious um but there's uh they i think they had his cds and they it was just this big deal where they're like they're buying his cd so they they can throw it in the middle of of main street in dallas and have this big ordeal and i'm like you know what that's 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 great that's that, entrepreneurialism absolutely it's <laughs> best but that's uh you know that that was probably the first album where i like i listened to it start the end and i'm like man this is uh this is cool you're talking about doggy's record yeah yeah sonically probably dre's best work yeah you know? yeah yeah uh, uh, just his the, the, his ear was just so on point. Because there's time. there's sometimes where like I'll listen to something on the Chronic and I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. But then when you get the doggy style, which is like just what one year later, yeah, and it's like the it sounds fuller, sounds like better produced, but not overproduced. We were broke <laughs> when, we, when we made the Chronic. We had a little money by the time Doggy started. <laughs> So everything, everything stepped up. You yeah. had some new, some new equipment. Yeah, some new, yeah, new artists and right. some new uh, uh, guys that play the instruments. Yeah, and everything stepped itself up. Yeah, it sounded like it was a, there was a little bit more than just an eight oh eight going on. Yeah, I think Dread relaxed, you know, because when we when we made the Chronic, that was a really pivotal record for us, uh, career wise. That yeah. was a pivotal record for. Everything. I mean, I remember. I remember going to fifth grade, and I, I just moved to a new school, and it was like there were there were two T shirts that all the cool kids was wearing. So I wasn't wearing them. You had the kids that were wearing the Pearl Jam shirts, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you had the kids wearing the 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 shirt of you know Dr. Dre yeah. from the Chronic. Yeah. You know, it's just a white shirt from it's the album basically. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm the loser kid who's What's like, your still, Huey Lewis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my my Dire Straits, <laughs> Shirley <laughs> Temple, nah. Animal Jesus, Crackers, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and so it was like, cool. So now I need to learn two different genre of music so that I can become cool. But I mean, so you didn't, so you didn't learn anything. Is that right. what you're saying? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Because like, still, this is still the. I didn't even have a CD player then. It was still on tape. And, Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. 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 What was uh Easy E like? Easy E uh Easy E was an interesting human being. Yeah. Uh he, he had an it factor. Yeah. That made him really attractive. You know, and he's charming as Yeah. You know, and and dangerous and one thousand percent real. Yeah. You know, like uh he was the guy was built like a solid brick wall, and even though he was, you know, five foot nothing, <laughs> oh, he was he my was really someone you did not want to, yeah, screw around with. Yeah, you know, and, I feel like he was one of those guys too that you had to kind of be careful. Like he could kind of fly off the handle if he didn't like you or like something you're saying. That no, he was, was a quiet guy. He was okay. You know, and if if he didn't, if he had a problem, you wouldn't know it until it was too late. Yeah. <laughs> He just shut down. Or it shut you down. Right. Yeah. We're going to take a break, but we got more to talk about. You got a new project you're, t- you're going to be promoting as well. I'm super excited to have you here. We'll be right back with more from the DOC. Hello, this is Michelle Nichols, and you are listening to Michael Zavala. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash MZ now. Help me on the phone. Help me on the phone. 
Call me on the phone, I'm on the phone. Call me on the phone, A A A. N G L I V E five all day. Call me on the phone, A A A. N G L I V E five all day. Call me on the phone, I'm on the phone. Call me on the phone, I'm on the phone. Call me on the phone. Call me on the phone, I'm on the phone. Nothing but droids. Here we are at Droid School. Oh, are you nervous, SPF 150? Well, why do you think they make fun of you? Oh. Well, here's your new teacher, SPF 150, Ms. WD40. You see, there's nothing to worry about. And she's kind of good looking. Find out if she's single for dear old dad. Well, how was your first day at school, SPF 150? <laughs> We're going to have to go back tomorrow. Droid school is important for your development. <laughs> you know, when I was your age, I was made fun of in school, too. But one day I stood up to my bully, and he learned to respect me because of that. And you know what? Me and my bully, we became best friends. You know, Uncle F-14? Well, he was my childhood bully. And now he's my best friend. I couldn't imagine life without him. So you see, this could be an opportunity for you to have a new best friend. Doesn't that make you feel better? Oh, you're welcome, SPF-150. Now come give me a hug. So did you find out if your teacher was single or not? Nothing but droids. Streaming now on MZ Now Plus. He's known as one of the best interviewers of all time. Tom Hanks is like a, is the new Jimmy Spears. That's right. Tom Hanks is the new Britney Spears. I was going to say Nicholas. That's right. Tom Hanks is the new Britney Spears. Is that what you said? I'm sorry. I got distracted. What? <laughs> what are you guys doing over there? Do you want me to tell you for he's doing real, He's doing or? sign language to me, and so I, <laughs> it distracted me. I'm a very attention deficit person. Oprah Winfrey says Michael Zavala's style and technique is simply genius. Just a couple of years ago, Universal decided to take down the clock tower on the lot. Was that a hard thing to do, to watch that clock tower go down, being how it's been up for so many years, or was it kind of like, good riddance, I'm tired of that? Um, I, I hadn't realized that they had that in mind. They uh, ended the Universal, uh, the Best of Future ride, and they were, you know, and I was there for that ceremony, that you know, finishing of that. Oh, I got confused. And, I'm sorry. And Rolling Stone calls his interviews true masterpieces. And now this commercial came out around Super Bowl, I guess. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm guessing. Yeah, was that two years ago? It was what? It was like two years ago. Are you serious? I'm just now seeing this commercial. It's been out for two years. (laughs) (laughs) This is MZ Now. This is Kevin Coster, and I'm listening to Michael Zavala, or you're listening. This is MZ Now. If you want, you're listening to Michael Zavala. Online at MZNow.tv. Okay, all right. I'm Kevin Coster, and you're listening to Michael Zavala. Shoot, 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 shoot,
So it's 1989 now. What the? Your new album. Yes. Debut album, right? Yes, debut record. Comes out. You're riding heights, number one for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're just like, life's a highway, as that country people say. Is that what they say? (laughs) Uh, But you're riding high. (laughs) And then uh, not too long after that, you're in a car accident. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you take that at the time? Like, I mean, I, I can only imagine being, how old are you at this point? 18? 21. 21. Wow. So you're 21. You get your whole life in front of you. You're doing so great. You're with some of the biggest uh, artists in the world. You're helping them. You're growing with them. Everyone, like you guys are going up as a team. And then the one thing that you need to be a rapper, your speaking voice is gone. How, what are you thinking about during that time? Probably just all kinds of stuff, man. You know, death. Yeah. You know, and uh, drugs mm-hmm. and plenty of alcohol, you know. But even in that sort of moment, I was able to pivot because I still wanted to be great. Yeah. You know, I still had that desire to to show people that I was really good at this. And so I I was just able to use their voices to sort of get off. You know? Yeah. I thought that would work. Yeah. You know, and it did kind of for a minute. Then it just stopped. And in fact, I, in those days, I used to put my name in all of Dre's raps and shit Yeah. Because that was the only way I could get people to say my name. Hey, I'm know? still here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he got tired of it. He goes, well, bro, why you keep putting your name in my yeah. raps and shit? But that was my only way yeah. to get it in. Um, but even that, after a while, just just didn't work. And I think, uh, you know, G.O.D. blessed me with Snoop Dogg because everything that I wanted to give, he was so willing to take. And even to this day, he never ceases to amaze me how great of a human being he is because he always gives that back. That's one thing I've kind of noticed. I don't know Snoop. I've never met him. But from his persona that I see uh, from the public view, he seems to be a guy that he is who he is. Oh, yeah. He takes care. I remember watching uh, that reality show he had a few years ago where, you know, his house and you see his kids and everything. And uh, it's like he almost did never forget where he came from. Never. I mean, that's some some people are just who they are. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like you're one of the biggest rappers in the world and you still you still go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Yeah. You're still keeping up with all the people you came up with. Yeah. You know, you're helping them out when they need help. He just seems like a really great guy. Chuck D's one of those guys. Ice T's one of those guys. Ice yeah. Cube's one of those guys. Yeah. Snoop Dogg is one of those guys. These are guys I've known. For you know, uh, thirty five years or so, and they're they're exactly the same guy. Yeah, and uh, uh, Ice T, as big a star as he he became on TV and in music, he still talks to me like I'm that young dude that's still the coldest <laughs> right in the game. He still comes at me like that. Yeah, and, and it's really just cool to 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 be able to stay in contact with these men. It's family. It really yeah. is kind of like family. Yeah. No question. Now, I heard that for years, I thought that the injury to your to your voice was caused by the accident, but then I heard it could have been the hospital. Yeah, it was the doctors. Mm. They, uh, they intubated me and sort of evolved that, that vocal fold on the right side. 
and it it if I would have left it alone, it probably would have healed itself in about a year, maybe a year and a half. I found this out much later. Yeah, that that happens. What happened to me happens to a lot of people. Mm. Um, but I was in such a hurry to uh, get this thing healed that I went back in, had scar tissue removed, and whoever that doctor was screwed me. Mm. Is it too late to to go back after that doctor? I got uh, Judge Steve Harvey's uh, number there. I can, yeah, it's uh, too late. Uh, <laughs> I trust me. <laughs> <laughs> do you looking back though? Do you ever feel like the accident was sort of a blessing in disguise? It's absolutely what it was. Yeah, I, I look back on those days with no, without a hint of any uh, anger or resentment towards anybody or anything. Uh, anybody, the, the guys that most people would look at as enemies or anti-heroes of the story, uh, a la Suge Knight, I'm thankful for those guys. Yeah. You know, I needed those guys to be right here talking to you today. Yeah. If any one of those guys does one thing differently, right. then I don't get to be right here right Yeah, because you're, you're 21 years old. I mean, you, you basically, you know, risk life and death. Oh yeah, and whether whether it's in a car accident or in you know the jungles of Vietnam, that's going to shape your profile from that that from that day on. Yeah, no question. And you can either let it beat you up, or you know you just grow and adapt. And it was tough, man. You know, I I, I, I ingested a lot of shit mm-hmm. trying to cover it up um, because being high was the only way I could be DLC again. Right. You know, when you're high, you're Doc. Everybody loves you. <laughs> right. You're fun. You're funny. You're you're the guy. When you're not, you're just mad. You're angry. You're bitter. You know. And, and at so, some point, you have to figure out who's the real who's the real guy. Yeah, you know I mean. And so coming all these years later, it took all of this time for me to find out that I'm still just that same kid from West Dallas. Yeah. You know, just a good guy. You know, I'm, I I feel good when everybody wins, and I'm I'm down to work towards that. Yeah. What I think is so cool about it, the fact that you are a writer. And not just a rapper. You never truly like lost your voice, like you said. You kind of uh, continued to speak through other people. Mm-hmm. You lost your speaking ability, but not your voice. Well, I lost the power behind that gift. Yeah. But I, but I was always able to speak. Um, in fact, I don't want to give any of the documentary away. Yeah. Because it's such a really cool story. I can't wait. Um, but, you know, there, there's meaning and purpose yeah. In this sound. Yeah. Took me a while to figure that out. You know, they say when somebody loses um, a sense, their eyesight, hearing, the other senses become stronger. Do you feel like your writing ability became stronger after the accident? Uh, No. No, I, I was pretty good all the way through. You know, uh, my ability to be sort of an asshole increased <laughs> uh, a zillion fold. Right. You know, yeah, and you'll find that out in the documentary too. Like yeah, I, I bear it all. You know, I, I because uh, this healing is not just for me; it's for everybody. Let's talk about the documentary, which comes out when this summer, right? Well, the, the it premieres at Tribeca. Oh, um, it does. Yeah, on June the tenth, which is my birthday. Happy early That's birthday! Yeah, very very. Cool. We're just one day off. My birthday's on the 11th. Just really? Today. Yeah. Wow, well, you know what we should you know. do? We should all go to Tribeca <laughs> and watch his documentary for y'all's birthday. Yeah, That'd it's, cool. it's going to be off the freaking chain because, uh, like I said, it, I may be the vehicle. Yeah. But this documentary is not about me. It's about us. Yeah. And, and the us may be black people 
Yeah. The us may be hip hop. Yeah. Or the us may be here in Dallas Fort Worth. But it's about us. And it's our time now. You know, it's coming through me. But this 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 victory is for everybody. I cannot wait. So it goes to Tribeca and then it is it on demand after that? Do you well, know? Uh, when still you working go to on Tribeca, that? then you get it sold. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then after that, you get and your then, distribution then, deal. Yeah. And then where it goes is where it goes. And people have already started to call. Good. That's yeah. good. Wow. Um, I don't know if we want Netflix, though. It doesn't seem like they're doing too, they're doing too well. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, people, that will. <laughs> Quibi, if Quibi calls, hang up the phone. Well. Maybe this may be the one. Yeah. It's the one to get back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. This might bring you back from the dead, but you're going to have to put up the money for oh, it. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? And so, look, I, I haven't. Like, I've, I've been in this business for 35 years. Yeah. I've never made a million bucks in this business before. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I think I'm pretty close. Yeah. You know, and so that in itself is enough to be super excited about that the, the fact that I get to come home and the aspirations that I have for this city are these visions are God size. Yeah. And I can only tell you that. Five years from now, you won't recognize this city yeah. Yeah. from today yeah. because of the musical imprint that's going to be here. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do want to touch on that because um, I love the local rappers we have here. I've be- befriended them uh, over the years. B-Hamp, uh, Darrow, I don't know too well, but uh, Fat Pimp, uh, all these guys are, are great, wonderfully talented guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we Dallas had a spark for a little bit during the dance rap craze, mm-hmm. and it made me so proud that these guys were getting the national attention they deserve. Because when you think of Texas rappers, you automatically go to Houston. Yeah. You got yeah. Mike Jones, you got yeah. the Paul Walls and yeah. all that stuff. Ghetto were, boys. Yeah. yeah. But now, there was, at this point in time, 2000, what was that, 2009, 2010, it switched. And now when you thought of Texas rappers, you thought about these guys. Uh, you thought about the stanky leg that came out of that, you know, or the Ricky Bobby or yeah. whatever. And uh, it made me really proud to be around and, and, and witness all of that. And then it feels like it died down again. Yeah. But then you're starting to see this momentum building. And I feel like what you're saying in five years, it's going to explode. Yeah, they, they got the lesson that they haven't quite learned yet is, is this business is a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a commercial value to it. And if you can tap into that, you can still be your hood guy, your you know street guy. But there are, there are ways to go about it so that you could build your audience in a, in a way that it could really benefit you. Mm-hmm. Instead of, uh, you know, doing your best to get yourself locked up just just so you could say you did some shit or... Right. You know, Have you, a story to tell. Yeah, man. It's it's, it's unfortunate uh, that these guys, like it used to be where um, uh, life imitated art. Yeah. You know, now it's just art imitating life. Yeah. And even that life is an imitation. Yeah. You know? I got a real quick question, and I and I don't want to keep, keep going back to no, keep going back <laughs> to, to like you and, yeah. and Dre because I, I, you know, I I'm I'm more interested in, in in you and how you feel about things. But um, what do you think about the Super Bowl show? I thought uh, it was dope. I cried. You know, I, I, I was, teared up. You know the the <sighs> the thing is like I it was one of those shows where you know I would I saw videos of people just you know dancing and and you know having fun and everything and and like. I just watched it just and I don't want to call it a spectacle, but it was more like the side of it because like I sit there and I think, you I know, back, 
back back when I was 12 years old. Like when I was 12, when the Cowboys went to the Super Bowl against uh, the Bills at the Rose Bowl, I think it was Michael Jackson. Uh, was it really? I think it was Michael Jackson. That was a good, wow, one, that was a good one. And but Clark showing his age. <laughs> well, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like this is the the reason why he's performing at the Super Bowl is because he's the number one music star, not just pop star. He's the number one music star in the world. So it's like we're trying to do this thing where we're bringing the Super Bowl up because we're bringing the uh, we're we're we're, we're having this music star take it with him. <laughs> and then it was like now the Super Bowl is big, and now we're kind of like bringing these bringing these music acts along because it's like, hey, what's popular with the kids now? And right. Like, or what's popular with, you know, middle-aged women? Right. I mean, or that's TikTok. How, well, that's how yeah. Maroon 5 gets a, gets a show. Sure. But then this is one of those shows where it was like, man, you're looking at a form of art that is probably on page with the number one sporting event, at least in our part of the world. Yeah. And it's you're kind of sitting there thinking like, okay, which one's the bigger one here? <laughs> And I mean, I know it was the LA Rams. That's a great question. And bro. and but it was just like it was like watching this one thing, and like That's I couldn't, cool. I I didn't even I didn't even get up and dance. I didn't even get up and because I was like, man, I think I'm looking at history. And and yeah, of course you're always looking at history when you're watching the Super Bowl. But I was like, I think I was like, I, I was generally thinking like, you're seeing an ad, attitudinal shift. Yeah, yeah. I, and and I don't think they could have done that with a new rapper. Like I, I don't think they could have put Post Malone out there. And it'd be <laughs> popular because people are, you know, all due respect to the guy, there's people that are going to shoot holes in like his validity as, as this kind of artist. Whereas you throw Snoop Dogg and Dre out there along with Eminem, you're like, wow, three heavy hitters. Oh, and then, yeah. yeah, of course, you know, 50 Cent hanging out of the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was one of those things where like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sit there and, and, and dance and I wanted to, but I was like, man, no, this is something to watch. Like almost like, Watching, I kind of feel like it might be the closest thing I had to watching the moon landing. Wow! Because like that's how how there there's a shift from this point on, and now it's not like it's not just gonna be, it's not just gonna be like, hey, what's the best rap show that we can get for the Super Bowl? It's almost like what's the best, what's the show that we can do almost as good as that one? And I, it may be, it may be ten, fifteen years until they have something that big. I don't know. If the Spice Girls come back, that might be pretty. <laughs> Jesus. Bad. Maybe for you. Yeah, I'd love it. Maybe for you. But uh, no, that was like one of I those, agree. That was one of those things where like I I I I I was blown away by it. Because right. if you put the if you put, you know, those guys in their prime would have been ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. Oh yeah. There's no way they're playing the Super Bowl. Yeah. They wouldn't have let them. They, yeah. In those times. And it and even today it almost felt sort of like a forced marriage. Mm. Yeah. You know, but uh those you know, that where we are in society right now, just uh for the NFL to have the balls to pull that off, they they should get kudos. Yeah, you know. I just was thinking, like, try to put myself in like Dre's shoes of, you know, this guy who came from nothing, pursued his dreams, and now is playing on the biggest stage in the world. All these years later, when you're right at the time, ninety five, ninety, you're not going to get that. <clears throat> but now, all of a sudden, you're there. I can't even imagine what's going through his mind. I mean, he brought everyone with him. No yeah. better guy. Everyone. No better guy. To do something like that yeah. because his reach is so vast. Yeah. He literally could ask anybody, let's do this, and they're going to do it. And they're going to give you their best. You know what I mean? And so that, uh, um, to his point, that just may be the beginning of something really special going forward mm -hmm. between uh, NFL and music. Mm -hmm. Because you don't just have to be 
genre uh, specific even. Right. You, know, you can get different genres up there to get up there and play around and show how inclusive a, mm-hmm. a, 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 a country we are. And, yeah. You know, a, a sport NFL is and yada, yada, yada. So there's, there's all kind of pluses that, that come from from that event. Yeah. Now, much more than just those are my guys, and I was really happy. Yeah. Do you still write every day? Are you like Jerry Seinfeld who has to get up and write, you know, a line every single day? No. You don't do that? Mm-mm. I, I still got it. Yeah. But uh, something, it's, it was, it's always a spiritual thing with me. Something will move you. And uh, I think the last time I was really serious about trying to write something, uh, what was the word that they used to describe what we were going through when everybody had to ma- mask up? It was two words. I, I forget what it was. Martial law type situation? So, Social distance. Social, Social distance. Oh, okay. That's it. And so I wrote a record where that was, uh, and it was actually pretty good. You know, I sent it to Snoop and everybody laughed. But I was trying to show how ridiculous, yeah. sort of it was in right. the moment. So you have to be inspired. Re- yeah, something really has to be- inspire me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling good. Yeah, musically now because this documentary is going to open those doors for me again. Mm-hmm. There are people that really want to hear me do some stuff, you know. But but I think I'm more interested in finding great things and producing them. Yeah. Sure, I'd like to do some things myself just to satisfy, you know, those old sort of itches and and people that may be fans of that old stuff. But and I'm 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 into what what tomorrow is going to bring. Yeah. First off, let me just say this: you still got it because I saw you perform six years ago, something like that. Bomb Factory. It was. Uh, Dang, was it was that that long ago. Yeah, it was Damn. a while back. That's where I met uh, Sick with it, the producer. Um, He's dope. He's such a great guy. Yeah, he's a good kid. I don't remember it being super packed because I think it was just kind of a, a bomb factory was just kind of just new and it was kind of a like a Thursday night. But I just remember sitting in the audience thinking to myself, this is incredible. Because all Dallas artists. Yeah. Erica shows up. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. Uh, well, Scarface, Houston, right? Yeah. But still, it was like it represented Texas. And uh, you came out, you did a few songs and I thought, this guy still got it. Oh, no question about it. I'm like, you're there. Like, I'm going to die with it. Yeah. And I, I'm just so excited to see what you do next because I, I just, your story is just incredible. Here's one thing sick with it. We had him on a couple weeks ago. He pointed this out. So at that concert, I bought two shirts. I bought a DOC shirt. It was like the straight out of Compton parody logo. <laughs> I bought that. And I also bought this one. This is another parody. This is a, a bangers. Uh, it says Texas Rangers logo, but it's a, it says bangers. I bought it at your concert. My favorite shirt was the DOC shirt. I called that my lucky shirt. I love it. But for the life of me, I couldn't find it today. Otherwise, I would have wore it. But I also was in an accident. Oh, dude, no, I was wondering. No, I, I was yeah. wondering if he was going to bring it up. Well, how can I, I not? Like, we had nine minutes left. How? I'm like, we're not going to mention the <laughs> leg. How can we're I not make it through a show? Nine minutes. How could I not? Though, let me tell you why. <laughs> that was so awesome, guys. By the way, I love that. <laughs> I, nine minutes. Call it. Call it. Nine minutes and seventeen seconds. If Sickwood didn't make this connection, I wouldn't have even brought this up. But I have to. So Labor Day, 2018. Mm-hmm. Take it back. Uh, I'm on a scooter in Deep Allen, one of the electric scooters. And, um, one of the guys you stand up on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Never done so it before in my life. Fault. It yeah, was definitely my fault. You. 100%. Thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you. This is I'm why so you, I'm joking. This is yeah, why you yeah. have to watch Judge Steve Harvey. Oh, it's a little gosh. bit more complicated. <laughs> okay. We're episode eight, uh, season one on Hulu now, uh, available. Um, 
but <laughs> I remember exactly what I was wearing that day. I was wearing my DOC shirt. Oh, wow. And uh, Sigwood had said, well, you know, DOC was also in an accident. And I never made that connection ever. Because for me, even though mine was not SCR, I mean, I shattered my leg. I was out for like six Yo, months. Yeah, you would think. You would think it was the worst. Like, yeah, I mean, I milk it. Part. I milk it. <laughs> but for me, though, in all seriousness, it was a like a reboot moment for me. When you're laying on your back and you can't get up to even go pee for three months. Yeah. It starts to change things and you start to realize, you start to prioritize things a little bit differently. <clears throat> so there's a couple of people that I thought of when I was in there. Again, I know there's people way worse than, than I have been in, in, with that accident, but I thought of Tracy Morgan, yeah, uh, who, was, who was in a terrible uh, accident with that uh, Walmart truck and is back doing what he loves. And, and it almost, even though it was a terrible experience, he's kind of grateful for it now. Absolutely. Who it made him. And then I thought about you, not realizing the whole DOC shirt that I thought that was sick with brought that up, but. I thought about you and what, what was going through your mind at, you know, 20 something years old and you had, you were right on the cusp. Who knows what could have happened, but something even better happened for you. You know what I mean? It's Eventually, like, you yeah. think, you think this is where you're supposed to go, but then life kind of throws you a curveball. I say life, but who knows what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're over here and you're like, then you start to connect the dots. You're like, Oh, wait a minute. But if I did do this, I wouldn't have done this. And then you start tracing it all back and then you're, you become a lot more grateful. So even though for me, that was the most, tra- I never broken a bone in my life. And uh, the shatter two bones in like 18 places or 16 places uh, was a pretty devastating yeah, he day for me. Know. He doesn't even know anymore. There was no final count. He doesn't, he doesn't even know anymore like yeah. how bad it was. Right. But it, it was a moment for me that was a reboot moment for me, a reset. Oh, bro, I, I, I hear it. You know, it's, uh, it sucks. But in those, in those moments for us as individuals are opportunities for growth. Absolutely. That you would never get otherwise. Yeah. So what you think is the thing that could ever happen to you. Yeah. Is in fact, probably one of the biggest blessings you could ever get. Absolutely. I mean, Hey, we got to work with Steve Harvey mm-hmm. three Bam. years later. See what you I know? mean? Yeah. Sometimes it takes a minute for it to play itself out, but it always does. Yeah. But I thought about like you guys and other people have been in worse situations and how you're able to come back from that. It makes me appreciate you more because Thanks, of that. Man. You know what I mean? Even though I just sampled a tiny bit of it, it, it just makes me uh, want to be more like that, uh, more resilient, more, I don't know. I don't know how to even articulate that, but your story helped me with what I was going through, if that makes sense. And in, in, in the way we think about things in today's society, mm-hmm. the DOC is the Department of Corrections. That's how we see it as mm-hmm. a society. Mm-hmm. And so... If you really think back, if you really sit back and think about it, where I am right now with this rebirth, this is the third one. So this would be the resurrection, right? Yeah. The Department of Correction, right? Mm. This is this is this film, this moment in time, this purpose is to course correct what I ba- what me and these guys basically started. Yeah. You know, now somebody needs to show up and say, okay. Maybe we need to do it this way or, or change something about the dynamic in, in, in which we, we process and give this information out or, or something. Right. And it's already going on on the web. A lot of the older guys are beginning to show up on their pages and, and give, give information that, that these younger guys really need to hear. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's a part of it. If you step back and look at it from a, from the bird's eye view, you can see the movement already happening, mm-hmm. which is why I'm I'm the guy. 
Yeah. You know, and I take my position. I'm thankful and I'm grateful for it. And I'm going to hold my nuts, you know, and say uh, what I feel and see if I can get these younger guys in Dallas to understand their power. Yeah. Because if you want real change, the real change happens in the mud. Yeah. It just so happens that all the guys in the mud are kind of thrown off right now. Right. They don't know who they are. Right. They don't know where their power comes from. They just know they got it. Right. You know, and so if you can, I say to people all the time, those guys are warriors. Mm -hmm. Those guys are soldiers. They just don't have a war. Yeah. So they war with each other. So you mm. need to give them their war. Yeah. You know what I mean? And direct that energy and you can change some You guys did. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. You yeah. guys did. Yeah. What did you think of the movie uh, Straight Outta Compton? I loved it. You know, it, it wasn't my story. It was right. theirs. You were in it? Your character? Yeah. Yeah, was he it, was you there. Well, did you give him any advice or talk to him before he uh, no. took on the role? No. I, uh, I just let those guys run with it. And uh, it was a great movie. Yeah. You know? But uh, this documentary is nothing like that. This is the the real story. It's a, a It's a real story. Yeah. Right. Well, what I'm most proud of is that you see these people, Dr. Dre and Snoop and Cube, and and they don't look like stars. Right. They don't come off as, you know, Dre didn't come off as a billionaire mogul. He just comes off as my brother. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing that I'm really proud of, that you get to see my brother like like that. Yeah. In in a, in, a, in a way that you don't normally see him. Yeah. And you see Eminem is just a fan yeah. of music. Yeah. Man, or you see uh, Erica as this, she, yeah, she's the, you know, uh, neo-soul queen. But in this documentary, she's just a really beautiful woman that cares a lot about a guy. Yeah. And they had a baby. Yeah. You know, man, and they're great co-parents. And they love one another. And they're, you know, so there's a lot of really cool stuff about this, this documentary that humanizes us. In a way that uh, you get to see us as more than just f people on a record cover or right, people right. on a video. You know, we're human an image that yeah. go through Right. Shit. Yeah, like how y'all got there in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have a song on uh, GTA? Uh, I don't know. On, uh, isn't there like a new The Contract or whatever? I don't know. You know? Oh, I thought somebody told me. about uh, Grand Theft Auto? I thought that was Dre. Yeah, yeah. It's Dre. There's a Dre. It's Dre, oh, okay. but I think they released some music. And did you help write any of that, or were no, you on the track or anything? No. In fact, when people heard that song, it's uh, it's how the documentary ends. Um, I forget the name of the song. Him and Eminem are on this record, and Dre's doing this really weird voice on the hook, <laughs> and people just thought it was me. That's what I saw because I saw an article that popped up, and it was like DOC is you know on a track in, in GTA or whatever. And I remember hearing it. And I'm like, that doesn't really sound like him, right? And but I, I don't want to take it away from them. If yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That's how they feel, and it makes them happy. Go for it. Right. I, in fact, I went and told Dre, hey, you just put my voice on it. Yeah. He went, shut up. <laughs> it ain't too late. We can open up that file in uh, Pro Tools. Yeah, man. Now, <laughs> Give me the love. You were talking about some really talented rappers in Dallas, and uh, you happen to be in the presence of one. Um, oh. I've got a song here. It's about 10 years old now, but I, I just want to... <laughs> Play you a sample oh, of man, it. And the room got really. Yeah. Uh, no, these guys are big supporters. Are only 10 you know, years old? Yeah, it's, it's going to be 10 years old this year. I'm just going to play a sample. I just want to get your critique because you, you know, you're a pioneer of, of uh, modern rap. You know well, what I mean? So, because I, I, I'm just going to tell you what he I told just, you. Just just roast him. I think roast you're going to be. I think, no, I think you're going to be. Troop. Blown away. Okay. How talented I am. No, roast his ass. No, I just, uh, I'm just going to play. Now, the song, this is 
I made this back during the Dallas dance craze, right? Yes. I wanted a song that people that I was raised Baptist, we didn't dance, right? So it's just a, a dance where you just move your arms back and forth. It's called the Walk Like Gumby is what it's called. Walk and, like uh, Gumby. Yeah, and Gumby also, like, it was a, I made the beat. Who's that rapping? That's me. Sam. That's all me. I did everything. I'm gonna fast forward to the to the verse so you can hear my lyrical my lyrical genius flow. You know, I mean, it's it just like there's so much talent uh, that's coming af- out of me that I had to put it on a record somewhere. Actually, honestly, you know what though? Uh, I do comedy rap obviously from time to time when I ha- when I have the time. I'm not that talented, but that song, like that whole thing. Uh, the style, the, the the you know, I try to rap a little bit like Eminem, that kind of thing. None of that would have happened. I would never have done rap like that had it not been for you guys. Hey. So, so basically, what I'm saying is, you're responsible for walk like that. Yeah. What'd you think? I, Just I, uh, you know, I thought it was really cool. I mean, okay. hell, I wanted a snuggie. Yeah, <laughs> we have walk like Gumby snuggies coming out. I think we're gonna do a, at some point. I, I got to talk with uh, Sick with it because I think he's gonna reproduce. We're gonna do a, a remix, a, a ten year anniversary remix. I think on it, but we'll see. He's what, the guy. He is the guy. He I'm like, the guy. there's something about his sound that's so unique. That, there, there's uh, a, lot, there's a lot of really talented. I mean, bro, there's so much talent in this city. Yeah, there really is. And I don't want to. I don't want to exclude. Fort Worth because I really have a problem. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> and Clark lives there. I, have, <laughs> I live there. I, I kind of have a problem with, with the way that that plays itself out. Yeah. Like, uh, there is no separation for me. It's it's just DFW. Yeah. You know, and I, I plan to make it a point going forward every time I do anything press worthy to make sure that people know that. Yeah. You know, man, because Dallas-Fort Worth is a hell of... It's a huge machine that is super powerful. It's just not working because it's not plugged up. Right. You know we got to like, dust it off and plug it back in. Yeah, you know I mean, it's so stupid. And I went and I talked to this guy, this billionaire from Fort Worth, and I was asking him for some money. Yeah. For a school that I'm building. How cool. You're, getting, you're building a school? I'm trying to build a school inside Fair Park. Oh, that's oh, going to be awesome. Based around uh, all uh, arts, entertainment, and technology. Oh, yeah. Filmmaking and television, music production. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm trying to make Dallas a destination space. Yeah. I, I need an A room inside Fair Park. Yeah. It's inside the Women's Museum is where I want to put this space. I need an A room that's so cold that I can get Dre to come spend a week here just because it's such a great room. Yeah. You know what I mean, I need Snoop and and Pharrell and these people to want to come here yeah. and spend time here because of that room. And so that's where my heart is. So I went and asked this guy for for some. It's gonna take me about fifteen million, so I can get this thing up and moving. Right. And they said, "Man, I'd love to help you out, but generally, um, Fort Worth doesn't give money past thirty five East, and vice versa." And I was like, "How f- stupid is that?" Like. He says it goes all the way back to the Hammond Carter days and, you know, the sister cities have always had this sort of big brother, little brother kind of thing going on. And I'm, and I told him his name is, uh, Churchill, Will yeah. Churchill. And 
I said, we're going to work on that together, bro, because that's just dumb. You think he made all those billions in one city? Like, you have to cross lines, right. you know, to start making billions of dollars. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to, you can't just let boundaries. Uh, I know Dallas, Dallas, Fort Worth as a whole is one of the biggest, most powerful, most beautiful cities oh, yeah. that they have in this country. Absolutely. And there's no reason why. We shouldn't all be grabbing our nuts and acting like it. Absolutely, I'm so with you on that, and I'm I'm so glad to hear you say that. For over the years, I've you know I've had the opportunity to move to LA and do some other stuff, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna make do what I can to help Dallas be great. Yeah, man, it's coming, bro. It's so right here when the yellow BZ thing started happening. Yeah, you started to see he's on hip hop, uh, world star hip hop every day. That's <laughs> right. They're trying to drive that the commercial. Um, aspect to what's happening in the, in, the, in the street music here. Yeah. You know, it's it's just, it's so much, so many possibilities. Yeah. You just have to get these guys to understand that you have to put those guns down. Right. right. Nobody's going to give you money if they think they're going to get shot in yeah. the ass. You know, right. Leaving the place. You know what I mean? You got to leave the bullshit behind. And if you want the money, now if you want the, the in your life, because some people want that. Yeah. And I'm not here to, to talk you down off your mountain. Right. Do what you got to do because they got places for people that that's what they want. Yeah. And it's called prison in the graveyard. Right. That's, that's where they send you. But if you want a lot of money, you want to get uh, to be an old like me <laughs> and have a lot of money. Right. Come over here. Let me show you how to do it. Right. I think that's so incredible. I'm going to have you sign this. I, I got this uh, made. So you can sign this and we can put it on the wall. Dope. Uh, Eric, would you pass that over to, uh, and you can sign that. See, And then I'm going to, uh, again, I mentioned uh, a couple of times that I was on, uh, we were on Judge Steve Harvey. So I'm going to sign one for you. We're going to do an autograph swap. <laughs> I'm doing a signed limited edition uh, Michael Zavala 5x7 for you as well. You should Great. feel honored. Yeah. This is, uh, oh, this marker doesn't work. Might be a sign. I'll sign it after the show. I it's, should uh, sign this to you. To you. Uh, you can just you, you can just sign it. Just Look, sign yeah, it. I'm gonna put it on the hallway so everyone knows uh, that you were here. I know you guys still get together, like you know Snoop and Dre and stuff every now and then. I see you guys on Instagram and stuff. And uh, you know, next time you need someone to carry your luggage, ah. I'd love to be a fly on <laughs> no, the wall. No, he can't. No, no, his with his leg, he can't do. That. No, <laughs> well, I mean, it makes it stronger. No, he can't. It's, it makes me stronger. It's titanium. Now. Yeah, it's yeah. titanium. Oh yeah. But uh, no, like you know, I've always said this, and I know this is not. I'm not the first one to say this, but. I've never smoked weed in my life. Oh, wow. And uh, do you have that marker? And uh, I always said if I was going to do it, the one and only time would be with Snoop Dogg. So the next time he's in town, hit me up. I'll come over and then you guys can videotape me for TikTok as I pass out. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, cool. Uh, we'll get some markers. We'll mark on them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Put a little mustache. <laughs> but uh, be a mustache. where can people find out more about what you're doing, your projects, uh, your school? Like, how can they reach you? Well, uh, that's a pretty good question. Um, and you know, I, I, everything happens in my, in my, in my life right now, everything happens organically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if, if it's in you, if you're within the sound of this voice and if it's in you to, to, to want to build with me and help this city go to the next level, because everything New York has, everything LA has. Everything places like Nashville and Atlanta and Miami have. You have. Yeah. You just haven't connected the dots and made it what it can be. Right. And if you're ready to take that leap, then then find me. Yeah. That's the first part of the journey, right? Yeah, I'm finding you. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I, I can't speak for everyone in this room, but this studio, however I can help, whatever I can do personally, I would, 
I mean, I'm on the same mission that you are uh, in a way. I think you're more invested, uh, have more uh, pull than I do. But any way I can help, thanks. Man. I'm, I'm always here for you. Thank so, you, brother. Thank you so much. The DOC has been an honor. Uh, Eric, would you give this to him real yeah. quick? I just want to make sure. I uh, got one question because it sounds like we're about to get out of here. Yeah. <clears throat> Who you got tonight? Mavericks. All right. All day, all day. I don't mean that now. That's a generic answer. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not trying to like put you on the spot, but I mean, ah, that's funny. Yeah, you can scan that little QR code and it goes right over to uh, Hulu and opens the episode, so you can see uh, Eric and I battle it out over my scooter accident. That's you, which we kind of have a bond because I was wearing your shirt. Absolutely, to Doc. <laughs> Incredible. So yeah, that is amazing. Who are the people behind you in this picture? Uh they're the jury. I don't know. They were like, Oh, wait a minute. This is at the real court. Yeah. 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 We don't have Steve in that is picture. Funny. If you go out into the hallway when you leave, there's a we have a poster that we had made, like it looks like a movie poster, and it's got Steve, Eric, and me up there, and uh we make a we try to make as light of it as possible. So very cool. It's a cool yeah. thing. So anyway, thank you so much for coming out. And you yeah, said you had the Mavs? Yeah, but uh you know, but the NBA is a tough call, right? Yeah. You uh is Chris Paul going to show up? Is is is, is he going to blow another two zero lead? Yeah, man. Is, <laughs> is, is, is Luca going to get the help he needs? True, true. You know, like those guys are. It's going to be an interesting game. You know, I'm 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 rooting for us. Yeah, because I do love Luca to death. I, yeah, I think the guy's just insanely talented and super ballsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love yeah. him. Good deal. Good deal. Well. Thank you so much. Again, I can't even uh, explain to you how much uh, you just showing by and talking with us for an hour has, uh, how excited I am about that. Um, thank you so much for it. I Pleasure's really mine, it. guys. I really appreciate, you know, uh, the help getting the word out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited about your documentary coming out yeah. soon. Big deal. Thank you so much. This is MZ Now, online at mznow.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mznow.